It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Coming up on today's show, we start with our weekly Clark Stink segment. And later, I've got advice that anyone with a washing machine can use to save money. Wear your clothes three times before you wash them. Nope, that's not it. But let's get started with my favorite part of the week. When I get feedback from you that helps me improve at what I do. Clark Stinks is where you post at clark.com slash Clark Stinks, where you feel I gave incomplete or inaccurate or just plain dumb advice. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. Clark, you stink regarding your comments that email should be done away with because your teenager is too apathetic to check his driver's ed instructions. We should all get rid of email (laughs) and you get promo emails. So what? Email is outstanding. You were completely out of bounds on this one. Come back to reality, Mr. Howard. In Clark's world, no email and we will all drive Teslas to each his own. Great show, Sean. Okay, Sean, why would you call me Mr. Howard? That is really mean. I'm just plain old Clark. No, what I was talking about with that pod is that the push and pull I've been through with my teenager about checking his email, and he, it's nothing, something he never thinks about. And it turns out that that's true of teenagers nearly universally, that they find email just a big pain. And the truth is, a lot of adults find email to be a big pain. And so something new, hopefully better, will ultimately emerge in its place. I had a couple about the Cleveland Browns fan who wanted to see how he could watch his games, Um, and this is one of them. I don't think your advice stinks, but I struggled with the ethics of getting the discounted price for full services by fibbing about your circumstances to the provider. I think a better solution is Lowcast, whose cities coincidentally coincide with the NFL team locations. To use out-of-market, you'll have to, one, do a factory reset of the platform device, which is like Roku or whatever you're using, two, register the platform device with a new account and email, and three, purchase a VPN service, and four, use a good standalone router to set up a VPN client on it from the city you're interested in. And then he says, um, plus, the only fibbing you'll be doing is about the phony baloney blackout rules anyway. Thanks, and the podcast is great. Ed from Connecticut. Ed, thank you. The NFL rights um, were just renegotiated, and hopefully it'll be easier for people to stream content out of market. But what you're talking about, I know a lot of it was technical for people. Lowcast.org is a fantastic thing. It gives you the ability to watch local channels for free over your internet connection where you may not have good access otherwise. This that um, that we heard about from Ed is a workaround that makes Locast think that you're local to whatever city you want to watch the NFL team by using a virtual private network. And it is something that with some effort you could do. Locast is a nonprofit that depends on voluntary donations from people who use Locast. And everybody 
in the TV business hates low cast because it's so pro-consumer, which means it's a great thing. It's not available everywhere in the country yet, but low cast has been adding new markets one by one. The oddest thing you'll find with low cast is how many local TV channels there are that you didn't know existed. This is uh, from Sean in Mobile, Alabama. This is not a full-on stink, just a few bubbles in the bathtub. Okay. (laughs) You've mentioned that if you have service with T-Mobile, you can get $10 off YouTube TV. Well, this is true and not true. The offer is for three months, $10 off, and then regular price. It's a good deal if you don't already have YouTube TV. If you do, you have to cancel your subscription, losing a month in perpetuity. However, to save $30 total, it's not worth the hassle. Make sure your audience knows what the deal is before they go through the trouble. Uh, Sean, thank you for this because my understanding is that was a ongoing $10 a month discount. And uh, we will have to revise what we've said about it. I will confirm that what you've said is true, that I had it wrong, and that the discount is only $10 a month for three months instead of ongoing for T-Mobile customers. Here's another Clark Stinks. I thought for a second that someone had swapped podcasts on me. You went on a rant about how evil Apple and Google are for charging 30% to developers on their platforms. Have you spoken to any actual developers? Most of them are quite happy to pay the fee to get a bunch of their logistics taken care of for them, including hosting, advertisement on the App Store, payment system, and even international, and many more details to add up. It's a bargain for small developers. You also praised Microsoft for coming up with this alternative to run apps outside the store that has existed in iOS since 2007, where apps can be written as web apps and distributed for free outside the app store. But most developers don't do that. You know why? Because then they have to take care of hosting, advertisement, payment systems, etc. And then they have to choose not to go with the app store and it's, quote, horrible 30% fee. Okay, thank you for that post. And I want to tell you that Uh, Sebastian, you felt like I ignored a lot of facts in this case. And there would not be so many lawsuits by various app developers if there wasn't a problem here with Apple and Google. The 30% toll is something that is not right because what you're not allowed to do in this marketplace is use somebody else for those services that you talked about instead of using Apple or Google. What's happened here is the ecosystem or ecosystem, whichever you prefer, of the phone has been treated in an entirely different way than how laptops are treated or desktop computers to ultimately the detriment of a free and open market. So, yes, I may be pretty, um, in your feeling, like blinded to this, the other side, that there are smaller app developers that actually benefit from paying those fees. But as you grow in size, let me tell you, those fees are no bargain for the consumer or the app developer. Your article, 22 Ways to Save More Money on Groceries, left out the most important people in America. Several stores give 10% discounts to veterans, so why weren't veterans' discounts mentioned? And then they mention a few of the stores. I would say that whoever wrote this article must be prejudiced against veterans, leaving them out. 
To get the veteran's discount, sign up with the VA and they will give you a card to get the discount at the store to participate. Several have veterans parking and veterans discounts. I think an article about veterans discounts should be written to help those who've served their country. D. D, thank you for your passion and your patriotism. And we will do this. We we are we will see to it that we write a really good thorough story on the discounts available to military personnel and veterans. We've done that in the past, and we have a military section on Clark.com, and I'll see to it that we do that. And uh, I know a lot of people say they appreciate the service that veterans have rendered, but there are those who step forward and do things like this, providing discounts and special deals to veterans like happens a lot of times at the amusement parks and active duty personnel and that stuff's great you told a listener in illinois to check flights to hawaii on flights.google.com southwest airlines is probably the single best u.s carrier but just like any other travel website southwest fares are not listed on google so you have to check their website clark you know better than this mikey (laughs) mikey I am uh, an A preferred flyer on Southwest, which means I'm in their airplanes way too much. And I am certainly aware that they are not on the third party databases and they're not on uh, google.com slash flights. And that's an oversight on my part to not mention that you have to go to southwest.com to see their fares and they are having a huge impact on fares to the Hawaiian Islands, especially from the West Coast, but now also more and more inland in the mainland to Hawaii. Just listen to the podcast where Lindsay asked you for advice on the new Washington State payroll tax disguised as a minimum benefit long-term care policy, and you failed to answer her. People listen to you because we are looking for answers and options. Paying 0.06% of your gross income with no upper limit not only hurts young people, It also steals retirement income from those of us that plan on retiring in less than 10 years because we will never qualify to get a benefit. What we want to hear from you is an option for us that don't want this junk policy or we want ideas on where to buy a real policy. Please address this for us. Time is running out to opt out. Sincerely, Marvin. Marvin, thank you. And Washington State is doing something that is a pioneering kind of thing. And when you set up a new program, there are people who, as you said, are closer to retirement that are not going to benefit from it, but will have to pay for it. And this is something that we as a country have got to figure out. We, as things stand now, we have no workable system around the country to deal with the costs of long-term care that will affect roughly um, a third to a half of Americans in their later years. So what Washington State is doing with this mandatory tax is to provide some long-term care benefits, and it is an innovative pioneering effort as for what you would do as an alternative. The best alternatives I've seen in the marketplace today are what are called hybrid policies. 
where you buy a traditional whole life insurance policy, if you can medically underwrite, that gives you the ability to convert the benefit from a death benefit payable to a survivor of yours into a living benefit that provides you with money for uh, medical care or for long-term care that you may need later in life. And so that right now seems to be the best alternative. But I'm going to tell you, those policies are pretty expensive and you have to have a decent amount often of money up front to be able to buy into one of those hybrid policies. A listener called in asking how to get a good travel package to Europe. They had never been to Europe before. Instead of answering their question, you rambled on about how easy it is to do yourself. Well, Clark, did it ever occur to you that not everybody is comfortable making all those arrangements? Many people will gladly pay to have someone else do the planning because phase of the trip. Because you like to muddle through the internet does not mean everyone else does. <laughs> Try to answer the question given to you next time or I will have to hold my nose the next time I listen to you. From Traveler Tom in Lourdes, France. And uh, Traveler Tom, this is funny you brought up that particular question. I felt afterwards that I did a bad job answering that question. I had the same reaction you did that I did not do my job in answering that question. And so I've actually thought about it since that time, what I should have said better, what I could have said better. So for someone who is inexperienced, I think a brochure rack package is not the right thing. I think going to a a certified travel consultant, it's a designation for an experienced travel agent, and getting a CTC's help in planning the trip to Europe, you pay them at an hourly rate to help you plan a trip, would have been a better answer. Another thing that I could have said and should have said is I should have talked about hosted travel. That's where you make the basics of arrangements yourself, but in each uh, city you go to or each area you go to, you hire a hosting service that takes you around on tours and helps you with arrangements and things like that. And so you are completely right. I should have done a better job than I did, and I'll try to do a better job next time. Clark talked about a passport application taking months. Just received a passport that turned around in six weeks with standard processing. Enjoy the show, Eric. Eric, 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 how did you do that? I mean, you can't imagine what people are going through. We addressed this recently on the show, how hard it is for so many people. I want your lottery numbers, Eric. (laughs) Yeah. Eric, tell me, what do we play in the big game or Powerball? Do those still exist? Yes. Okay. What numbers should we play? Because, man, whatever numbers you're playing, I want those. But maybe there's hope for others if Eric's got turned around in six weeks as a standard renewal or issue passport. Speaking of stinking, I've got a great tip for you to save money when doing your laundry straight ahead. This is really funny. We're moving into domestic discord with my wife as when I do a load of laundry, 
versus when she does a load of laundry. I use minuscule amounts of detergent when I do a load of laundry. The reason, washers that you bought in recent years, going back actually quite a few years, are HE, high efficiency. And you're doing yourself and your clothes and your wallet no favors. In fact, you're hurting yourself when you use too much detergent. It's a natural assumption that using a lot of detergent somehow is being good to your clothes and will get them cleaner. What happens with an HE washer is it takes a lot longer to wash the clothes because they're designed to operate with very little water and you are messing things up because the mix of detergent and water is all out of kilter. You know, you can buy it at any store you go to, discount store, warehouse clubs. Uh, That concludes the list of places there's affordable laundry detergent available. Anyway, when you buy that detergent, if you got an HE washer, and you buy HE detergent, you'll see even with the detergent people maybe fibbing, trying to get you to use a little more than you need, how little you're supposed to use. So how little do I use? How bad do I smell? (laughs) How dirty do my clothes look? Okay, so when I do a full load of laundry, I use a teensy, tiny amount of detergent a shockingly small amount of detergent. And as the Tide commercial says, even though I won't use expensive detergent like Tide, says wash your clothes in cold water. That's going to save you a lot of money too. And your clothes will be clean. Try it. You'll like it. High-efficiency washer. High-efficiency detergent. Tiny amount of detergent. Wash in cold water. And if your clothes aren't clean, then you'll have a beef with me. But what if, what if you do those things, save all that money, your clothes are clean, then you're going to be like, wow, that really works. I'm saving detergent. I'm saving water. I'm saving energy. This is great. Now, Taking any advice on anything that even tangentially touches fashion is really a bad idea to take from me because I am the most unfashionable dresser ever. My teenage son is horrified about how badly I dress. But I'll tell you, my clothes are clean and they smell just fine. All right, we'll get to some questions. This is from Rita in Pennsylvania. In February of 2021, I ordered a new living room furniture set and was required to pay a 30% non-refundable deposit. The sales gal let me know about the know about the long delivery time of five months. Fine. I understand all the pandemic-related issues for the five-month delivery. Now I get a call the delivery is extended to the end of October, and that is not even a firm estimate. I don't like the wait, but my real worry is what do I do if the furniture store or the manufacturer goes out of business. I suspect the store and manufacturer each hold part of my $1,800 deposit. I feel like I'm being held hostage. Any advice, Clark? Rita, my wife and I moved in the spring of this year 
and we moved to a different style of place. And so we needed to buy furniture. And we bought overwhelmingly four samples and used and ordered essentially nothing because of the extreme supply shortages in the furniture business. Um, A huge amount of furniture is made overseas, principally in Asia. And there are lots of things going on. There is a very low rate of vaccination in Asia. So a lot of factories are either operating very inefficiently or have had to close with outbreaks from time to time. The shipping containers are in short supply. And so the the delivery windows have stretched forever on furniture. I don't know, Rita, that the furniture store was trying to rip you off when they took that deposit. But the deposit that was non-refundable, they have not been able to deliver. And being able to deliver on a timely basis is a reasonable expectation from you. I think you should go back and read the paperwork and see if the non-refundable deposit was unconditional or had conditions to it, making you wait for, let's say it's three years, five years, or they do go out of business. You're just out of luck, and that's terrible. I mean, I think it would be, if you've given up on this furniture, it would be reasonable for you to ask for a return of your deposit because of their inability to produce the furniture. This is from Mike in Nevada. Can you explain how 401k fees work? Say the fee is 1%. 1% of what? 1% of every payroll deduction. So if I take $100 out of my paycheck each week, does $1 go to the investment company? 1% annually of the total account value. So if my value is $100,000, do I pay 1000 every year? Yeah, Mike, the best explanation is the last question you asked. You're paying in a situation where you have a 1% uh, cost, 1% fee, you're paying 1% of the value of your account. So that 1% can either be set on a certain date or billed at a quarter of that each quarter or whatever formula is used. The net effect is the fee is being charged, the management fee is being charged on the value of your account. Now, in addition, Mike, there are plans that have uh, typically sold by insurance companies, which fortunately are rarely involved in 401ks. They may have an upfront fee as well. And that is not a normal thing that you would have with a 401k, where you'd have both ongoing management fees and an upfront purchase fee. From Scott in North Carolina, is there a benefit to contributing to a Roth 401k over a Roth IRA if the employer does not match? My employer gives us a flat amount whether we contribute to the max or nothing at all. I would rather use my Fidelity Roth IRA and invest in zero-cost funds instead of paying management fees in the Roth 401k. Scott, in your case, you're doing the right thing, putting money in the Roth IRA. The advantage of the Roth 401k is the contribution limits would be much higher. Uh, But in your circumstance, since you're using the Fidelity uh, Zero funds, you were 
putting all your money to work in comparison to the prior question from Mike. Mike Scott is paying zero fees being in the Fidelity Zero funds. It is the best deal in investing where the management cost of running the funds is being absorbed by Fidelity to try to attract more customers and more money from them for other things. And there's nothing wrong with just using their free funds. They're offering them. And Scott, you're using them. And I want to thank you for joining us. Please visit Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com for more money-saving advice you can trust.